tell you to, to step I'm away sorry. from the committees? Or did Nobody you make this tells me to do anything. I made a decision on my own that I thought that's representative of the interest of the vote. But what prompted that? I mean, there's me guys. Ow! Sorry. Sorry. Guys, sorry. you gotta relax. You're assaulting me at that point. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I have been <clears throat> conducting a very interesting experiment. Um, it wasn't planned, but uh, Netflix decided to uh, tempt me with uh, a classic film that I'd seen before in its entirety, but it had been a long, long time. And there was nothing else good on you know and netflix just because they have a good user interface is usually the first thing i'll throw on and see hey what's what's new what's new on mm -hmm. netflix or what's old that they just acquired for you know a month <clears throat> uh and they had the original rocky on there and i was like oh yeah oh yeah rocky that was that's the fucking movie that sylvester stallone wrote and stars in plays a guy who's a normal working class guy that turns into a roided out freak <laughs> down the <laughs> right. road two um, movies later but yeah, and it's make it, so. And then if you watch Rocky, then the next night, Rocky Two pops up. It's like the top thing, right. right? And I was like, "All right, let's give it a shot." Also, pretty good movie. Night number three, Rocky Three pops up, and here's where I already, already kind of knew, like, because we had talked about this, <laughs> right? And the, the other movies I'd seen like parts of them, but never all the way through. Oh, oh, god! Okay. And and the, <laughs> so the the third one is 1982. And you you already can get the feeling that, you know, the, the Reagan years are changing people's values, you know, uh, and they, they already had a hit. Right. They had a hit and they had a music track that was a hit. They had fucking, you know, then they brought in the, the you know, this fucking 80s rocker band to come up with a new hit for the third one. And, you know, they brought in Hulk Kogan. And you're just like, what the <laughs> this is uh, what really? Really? It, it was the most, it's the most fucking, maximalist, like, it, what fucking movie is this compared to the, and I love, and look, don't get me wrong, I love well, all those movies, but it's, it, like, it, a well, different I, universe. I, oh, totally, totally. But then you get to four. On the fourth night, uh -huh. last night, I watched oh, number watch? four. <laughs> See, I've wanted to review that movie for so long, because it's such a fucking oh. off-the-wall, bizarre, like, is it, like, super racist, or is it just too comical to even be, like, it's, it's fucking preposterous well they you know they give all the racism to paulie in these movies you well, know, right, he's, he's yeah. the comic relief so they have to you know have somebody be you know to to make rocky look benevolent he's so and racist and cool and he's got to exactly he, he, he's like looking at skid row like what the fuck are these you know, he hates it yeah and then then they're like oh we'll give him a you know giant talking robot to play with in the fourth one i was just like what the fuck completely jumping the shark here what the fuck is going on um, and at that point, you know, like Rocky doesn't have any arc anymore. You know, like the, the thing I love about the first movie is that it's barely about boxing. It's really like boxing is a complete afterthought. It's about a you know working class guy, the streets of fucking Philadelphia. 
you know, trying to get, you know, fall in love with this woman. And the, you know, the opening scenes of the movie is just him walking down the street. I love it at night, natural lighting. Amazing. And all the rest of it. Bouncing his like, fucking like dirty blue ball, you know, it's exactly, fucking, like, it's exactly. Great. He's fucking relatable as hell. And all the rest of them, they start the movie by just showing the end of the movie before it. Uh-huh. They do that with every single one of them. And I'm like, I, okay. I, I guess that, you know, they're two years apart and you didn't have Netflix back then. So they didn't realize that like, I, I remember watching this just last night. You don't have to show this to me again, but uh, yeah, it was it was like they realized they had this huge hit franchise, and it's like, okay, well, what can we, you know, what 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 message can we send with this now that we're in the, in the fourth one now? Oh, I know. Let's uh fucking take a shit on the USSR and make right. the entire movie fucking CIA propaganda to the point where you know the like in all the other movies, you know, he had a. a, a, a you know, the guy he's fighting against had his own wishes and dreams and everything here. And then, you know, the third one, they kind of got rid of that entirely. And then the fourth one, he's literally just like a, a fucking giant robot being, you know, he's basically, it's basically fucking Rocky Balbo and the Winter Soldier in this movie. Right. And Stallone <laughs> is built like a fucking cyborg in that movie, too. He's just, you know, juiced to the fucking. Yeah, he's Rambo. up to his eyeballs. Like, he's, it's insane. That movie is yeah. fucking insane. I mean, and, and every fucking, the entire movie is a montage. There's like five different montages in Rocky Four, where I, it's I, just fucking, you know, butt rock, just, you know, showing the stuff and doing the things. And, you know, Dolph Lundgren's getting like, you know, jacked up with the fucking needle in his arm. And, you know, obviously you know juicing because it's russia and they you know they're so not have no ethics they they have eight there's actually and somebody did, did the math on this there's actually eight montages in rocky four oh my for God. 20 29 minutes of the runtime literally it's a ridiculous. third of the fucking movie is montage. <laughs> they're just they're like hey we figured out a formula and let's and also each movie gets like half an hour shorter than the one before it so it's just right. like let's just get and the fourth movie is like it's just tighten it up more montage it's just, it's just fucking more testosterone more fucking patriotism you know more fucking flags more fucking explosions of fireworks more death uh, you know, and then at the end, it's like the lesson is that, hey, Russia, um, if I can change, you can change. Right. <laughs> it's just like, right. No, well, he ended the Cold War. You know, that was. Yeah, the whole he point single of the handedly movie. brought down the Soviet Union. Mikhail Gorbachev had nothing to do with it. It was Rocky Balboa winning that fight and all the Russians realizing that, you know, the American way was the right way and all that. Che- I also love that, like, every single person in the audience is in a fucking military uniform. Right. Like the entire country is just the military in Russia. There's there's no right. regular people. Right. They're not they're not like us. No, right? it's it's just everyone's severe and cold and angry looking and, you know, <laughs> yeah. barbed wire. Every I, I will say the fourth movie, maybe the best gym soundtrack of all time, like the best like fucking just pop that CD in and work out to it soundtrack of all time just i mean it's the, the 80s it banger was... after 80s banger it's fucking great that soundtrack yeah well of course that band went on to like sue everybody whoever you know like they sued the tv show survivor well, no, I, no not even i just... the t- like but <laughs> yeah. the fourth one has so many like all the montage song fucking hearts on fire no easy way out you know the song where he's where he's moodily driving and contemplating his entire life and like angrily oh, shifting just, just and you like know. It's yeah, like, I was like, when is he going to run into a fucking light pole? You know, <laughs> just let, let's have oh, a montage man. of all the other montages. All right. It literally, yeah, it contains a bunch of montages. Like, it's fucking crazy. Um, the one great scene, though, in that movie uh, is is the fucking. Wait, no, is that? No, I'm sorry. That's the third one. OK, the scene where he actually where he gets in a fight with Adrian on the beach, where he actually like, 
you know, where, where, where she basically like gets it out of him that he's afraid, you know, to fight for the first time in his life. That's actually a really good scene. It, it was. I thought it, w- it was good. But although her whole, like, I don't want you to fight. Actually, no, you have to fight. <laughs> fight, fight, fight for us. No way. No you know, to, like, it's it's like she's just there as a foil, you know, t- so that he'll have doubt and then overcome his doubt. That's right. the only she reason should, why she's never, in the movie. <laughs> she should never go back on the I don't want you to fight because that's actually a reasonable thing. Like, hey, don't fight this fucking guy who murdered your friend. Like, you know, just me, the steroided out fucking maniac. Like, you know, d- don't go to Russia to fight him. Like, don't. That's a reasonable position that she's like made to be the kind of heavy of the movie for, but you know, yeah, somebody. So I had a buddy uh, getting a bad uh, wreck on his bike, and I, I don't remember the details, but he had to go to the hospital and get twenty stitches, and he had a helmet on, um, but he had to get thirteen stitches on his forehead and uh, seven stitches on his chin, and his nose was fine. And he said he didn't know how that was possible. And I said, hey, how did Rocky never get his nose broken? <laughs> it's, it's a fucking mystery. <laughs> um, he does get his nose broken in Rocky 2, two though, I think. Because he, he, ma- he makes a point. Because that was right after that line earlier in the movie. He's like, oh, never got my nose broken. And then he goes oh, back really? to the corner. He's like, oh, he broke my nose, Mick. Yeah, it was, oh, it was well, a callback some- to that, that line. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just I remember looking at it the fourth one, and I'm like, yeah, it looks definitely looks like it's never been broken. <laughs> right. No, legitimately, probably hasn't actually been. Right. Um. Right. Yeah. No. Well, I, I mean, you could. T- I mean, the, the the great thing is, like, you know, with those gloves on, you can actually hit people really hard in the face and make contact without actually hurting them to make a realistic looking boxing movie. The thing is, you know, in real life, they're hitting so much harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, and and honestly, that and he Stallone's talked about like because he actually had to go to the hospital during the filming of Rocky Four because Lundgren hit him in the chest so hard that his heart like like skipped, palpitated. He he like fucking passed out. So like he, you yeah. know, it, it's that that competitive thing of like you know you're doing it for the movie, but you're making light contact, but then it gets a little like oh, all right, motherfucker, let's see, you know. It's the testosterone kicks in, especially when they're you're both you know on testosterone, injecting fucking testosterone directly into your veins. Jesus, yeah. Um, did, you, did you ever see that clip of uh, Harrison Ford accidentally uh, punching Ryan Gosling for real on the set of? <laughs> no, that's great on uh, twenty forty nine Blade yeah. Runner Well, there's a scene where he had. Oh, you watched them. We reviewed it. Yeah, where yep. he's like he's like punching them over and over and over and over, and oh, he you caught know, one for. He, uh, yeah, so they they did like uh, you know the equivalent of like a hundred different punches in all the takes they did. And one of them, he actually connected with him and it was in on the dark set too. So, you know, forgive the old man, but yeah, it's, like, it's hard to pull your he, punch. You yeah. know, Gosling fucking, he like his head spun for yeah. real <laughs> and instantly Harrison Ford had this look of terror on his face. Like, Oh shit. I just fucking decked the talent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, um, that was the thing in the first Creed movie you know, that, that famous, that great fucking shot that Coogler gets where he, where he gets punched and the camera like goes down with him, like all the way to the, to the mat, you know, with his face as he's like, yeah, as he's, it, that was like a legit, like they're like, he was like, how am I supposed to film this? And he's like, and you know, the director was kind of like, he didn't want to say it. Cause it's like, you know, there's legal implications. But he's like, well, you kind of gotta like basically implying like you probably, you gotta let him hit you basically. <laughs> and he was in there with a professional fucking boxer and he and he hit him and he legit like knocked him out and that was how they got that shot and why it looked so good because he took a legit i mean that's just the thing with people who do boxing movies is like you're probably getting knocked out at least once you know on the on the set 
There's um, that um, that great shot uh, in uh, the Road Warrior where uh, Mad Max is getting chased in his car and crashes, and the bad guys crash, and this guy goes fucking flying through the air, just like pinwheeling, you know, hundred feet into the air, uh-huh. and uh, that was real. wasn't supposed oh, to happen, and broke like fifteen bones, but yeah, they, I- they kept the shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you get it at that point, you fucking use it, you know, like as long as you're not going to, as long as there's no legal liability. Um, well, he was a stunt guy. It was just like, right, that wasn't, that it, wasn't just, the stunt. It just didn't go well, but you know, but it ended up looking great. So, you know, fuck well, he it. was, he wasn't supposed to fly up in the air at all. The car was not supposed to, you know, he was oh, not God. supposed to eject the vehicle. So he had like no, no kind of, you know, there was nothing but, you know, the Australian fucking desert rocks to land Jesus, on. Jesus. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, that's why, like, Creed was such a fuck. like, and I, because I've always loved all the Rocky movies, you know, as stupid and as rid- and ridiculous as the later, I, I shouldn't say all, the fifth one's fucking awful, but uh, the, the you know, most of the Rocky movies, as, as, as absurd as they get, and as, like, you know, as much as I disagree with their politics, like, especially the fourth one, but um, that's why Creed was such a revelation, because it was actually, like, just very much back to the roots of, of Rocky one, where it's just this gritty drama that happens to have a couple of like amazingly shot boxing fights in it but right you know it just really was like a, cr- a crazy revelation because plus you know creed is also your favorite band so it's you know <laughs> it's i was just, like oh shit a creed biopic sign me up no um no, unfortunately but, no creed songs in the creed movies no it was That's a real real missed opportunity for some huge, cross promotion huge creative missed opportunity there, there's a real yeah it's, no for sure but um but that's why like it, it was you know, I was excited for it, but also it was like coming off of those movies, you assumed it, well, not you, but like people assumed it would be ridiculous. It would just be like, oh, now they're making a spinoff of Rocky where it's like Apollo Creed's son. Like how, what, what a fucking train wreck this is going to be. And, you know, you, I remember the first trailer came out and I was like, oh, wow, that doesn't look like what I thought it would. And, you know, we, I, a bunch of people went to see it and we're like, holy fuck, like this is, you know. This is like a prestige drama that just happens to have fucking boxing in it. Um, yeah. So that was, you know, and that's why I knew Coogler It's got would Rocky be. in it. He's they got an old Rocky, and he's fucking, it. and they got a great acting performance out of Sylvester Stallone. Coogler yeah. got an unbelievable performance out of a guy who you know has mostly been a, a, a laughing stock for his, you know, his acting for most of his career. Yeah. You know, deserve it or not, but. Well, I knew he could act because I saw Copland. Um, no, and, and right, that's about. he's had some great performances, which is why you know he had it in him. It's just I think when you when you start taking the paycheck, he movies, just, you, just you, fucking, know, you know it's it's the, he cut his teeth as being a porn actor. So <laughs> it's true. the fact that he took his porn the name, Italian Stallion. And, for real. And yes, the he was confident enough. It is because so many people will like they they'll just like try to completely bury their past working on that stuff. You know, uh-huh. if they want to be serious. And he took his fucking literal porn name that he used in literal pornos that he literally starred in and used it as his name of his character in the boxer movie he wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something that could only happen in the seventies. If he started in the eighties, he never would have done that. But that seventies was such a seedy time that it was like it, it, it worked. It, it was a very you know well, you synergistic fucking right. So well, like nobody right. knew that that's shit. That's <laughs> but still, like I feel like in the eighties, like the way that you know the squeaky clean eighties, he probably would have had to have been like you know completely distance himself from that. But in that but in the seventies, was like ah oh, whatever, Who gives a fuck, you know. Right. <laughs> so this is you know, this is the shit we're doing. Back when Times um, Square actually had some filth left to it. <laughs> had some fucking yeah. 
something enjoyable. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Times Square is fucking awful. But <laughs> just to go to now. Oh yeah, the filth now is just all the fucking giant corporate billboards the and big fucking Elmo that'll beat you up if you take a picture with him, but don't give him a tip. You know, that's the that's the filth you have to worry about in Times Square now. <laughs> fucking. They can't do that shit in, in uh, fucking L.A. L.A. like on the Hollywood Boulevard. Like, there, there's just so many tourists that if they fucking did that shit, they would, like, <laughs> they would probably get beat up by the other people dressed up as the Elmos because <laughs> right. they like they have like such a like a higher stain reputation there apparently. But yeah, it's a very it's a very aggressive, uh, <laughs> very aggressive subculture. The the walk around characters in Times Square. <laughs> Seriously, I, it was such a trip to be out there during like the first two months of COVID, and to see Hollywood Boulevard completely abandoned, like yeah. every single business shut down, no tourists whatsoever. Only people walking around on the street are people camping on the fucking walk of fame, <laughs> like literally just like tents everywhere. And, and I'm just walking around drunk. Like this is fucking crazy. This is the craziest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. What a time to be on Hollywood Boulevard. Right. <sighs> anyway. Oh God. Well, we should get into some news of the week. Cause there's just a bunch of horrible shit we have to talk about. And then yeah, we'll... what we're, what we're going to start with. Uh, well, we should, we should talk about the big sort of story of the week, which is the Tyree Nichols uh, video that was released. Um, and yeah. you know, uh, the video of a bunch of cops just beating him to death, uh, you know, or well, beating him to near death. And then he, you know, died a couple days later. Same, you know, same fucking difference. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, I just can't, I, when these things come out, like I'm, I don't begrudge people for sharing them. I just can't fucking watch them anymore. It's like, I, I, just, I like, I, I gain nothing. I know what's going to happen. I know these cops are fucking maniacs. I know, you know, I, I, I've seen like a little snippets of it, but I'm not going to sit there and just torture myself and watch the whole fucking yeah. video anymore. It's like what? Well, the, the thing that's remarkable about it, rem- remarkable about it, is they said, well, it's going to be like the Rodney King video. Expect that that that's what you're going to see some, on that level. And then you watch it, and like they're not even hitting him with batons. It's like four guys holding on to him, holding him up, even though he's he's barely conscious. They're holding right. him up while another one hits him. Like it just a complete street fight, you know, like the, like the way a bunch, like a, a gang would beat up literally looked like kids a gang on a, fight, right. Like on a, like, like little kids would fight each other this way. Right. They didn't even look like a, like a, like, you know, like a gang beat down kind of thing. But of mm-hmm. course, because of all five officers were black, everyone immediately said that, you know, looks like a gang beating, but it did. I mean, it didn't look like police were like they were totally out of like character for a, like the any of the the techniques that you normally see police use. No, of course, uh, and, uh, unless know. you're physically fighting back to them, and then they'll resort to just punch, 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 punch. But this was like, you know, four of them hold on to a guy while somebody who's not even that good at punching would like wound up a huge fucking strike to hit him and right. wasn't even very good at it. So, you know, you can see why it you know it took five of them to kill this guy. But yeah, it's just, it's like, this is, this was a task force. This was the Scorpion unit. Uh, I mean, how, I don't know. How can you pretend you care about public safety and then you name your, your special task force tactical unit, the Scorpion unit and think that's not going to, you know, (laughs) like, so, and, but this is, I mean, they're not alone with this. This is, you know, this, the Scorpion unit was disbanded by the way. Um, but of course, they'll have other task force, right? Because they make these task force forces for high crime areas 
right? So they don't have to respond to regular calls. They only focus on, you know, supposedly the worst crimes. But to do that, they have to basically be unleashed and not have any supervision. And every city's got these task forces, right? Every city has these, right? And they, because they don't have any supervision and they get special powers and don't have to respond to just, you know, everyday calls, it attracts the worst of the worst of the worst, right? And that's why every one of these units gets in trouble for this kind of shit. And you look at the L.A. Sheriff's Department, one of the most notorious, uh, uh, you know, uh, law enforcement entities in, in, in the fucking world. There's, I think there's like like 18 or 20 like known gangs in the L.A. Sheriff's Department, like that, like just like not even like just out in the open, like they have a major issue with like 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 named gangs, not just like, oh, it's like, oh, unit seven, but they're real fucking tough, like. They they have they create fucking names for themselves. They they act like they're the fucking bloods of the Crips. They just happen to be, right. you know, illegally allowed to carry a gun and a badge it's, and fucking you know, shoot you. It's like they, I would imagine some of these gangs are like deliberately just, hey, there's a new tactical unit. Let's all sign up for it. You oh, a hundred percent. Like all the you know the they're they're recruiting each other for these assignments to work together so that they can commit crimes like this. And not not even I'm going to get into the details of some of these other things too, but not even just like, you know, beating someone and then they die, but you know, planned premeditated crimes. So yeah. there was uh, Atlanta has one of these too. It's called the Red Dog Unit. By the way, Scorpion Unit it stands for something. Of course it has to be an acronym too. It stands for Street Crimes Operation to just Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods. So I'm sure they just came up with those words, you know, know, magically spelled out scorpion. I'm sure they didn't pick the word first and then try to figure it. No, of course it's not. Yeah. So Atlanta's version is called the red dog unit. It's an acronym that stands for run every drug dealer out of Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) Not only are they bullies, they're fucking nerds. Oh yeah. Idiot nerd. LARPing fucking nerds. So, I'm just going to read you real quick. There, there's a, I have a list of the LA Sheriff's Department gangs because it's, again, this is indistinguishable from from if you were just like, hey, these are the street gangs in LA. Um, Banditos, Buffalo Soldiers, Cavemen, Compton Executioners, Cowboys, Grim Reapers, Jump Out Boys, Little Devils, Little Red Devils, Linwood Vikings, Pirates, Posse, Rattlesnakes, Regulators, Spartans, Tasmanian Devils, 3,000 Boys, 2,000 Boys, and the Wayside Whiteys is, is my favorite one. That's the LA County Sheriff's Department known gang, uh, yeah, names, known Sheriff's Department gangs. It's it's like they think they're football teams, but they're, you know, engaging really in, racist in football human team. trafficking. Right. Yeah. So going, this goes back all the way to the 70s, um, Detroit's infamous stress unit. Yeah, they, they came up with something called the stress unit. Stop the robberies, enjoy safe streets is what that stood for. <laughs> yeah, and of course, what, what did they do? They committed robberies. NYPD's street crime unit, which launched in the city's um, chaotic 1970s, this is just me reading, um, their uh, motto was, we own the night. Right? Like, you know, uh, that... Um, uh, what's what's the guy who did The Wire? David. Uh, David uh, Simon. David Simon, yeah, he did the the miniseries uh, "We Own the City," right? Or "We We Own the City," whatever. And that was about the Baltimore Police Department's Gun Trace Task Force, 
was who eight other members were convicted of racketeering, robbery, extortion, and overtime fraud. So a little more info on the GTTF. Uh, Amid protests following the killing of Freddie Gray in 2015, one GTF officer uh, allegedly prevented looting that was happening at a pharmacy. However, after clearing the scene, the officer stole drugs from the pharmacy, gave them to a drug dealer, and split the profits from the dealer's sale of them. Oh, that shit happens all the time. Like they, yeah. they, <laughs> they, they just, they just. Like, oh, I'm just gonna video. look for some clues back here. I'll just be behind the counter for a few minutes. The, the whole civil forf- asset forfeiture is just an excuse for them to like rob people and then you know split the fucking profits. Like that's oh, even why worse. It exists. Get, get a load of this. GTF officers admitted in court that they would drive fast towards group of people in the street and slam on the brakes. They would then see who ran out of the group, chase them, and detain them. This could happen anywhere from 10 to 20 times a night, or in some cases, 50 times a night. During their testimony, officers also admitted to putting illegal tracking devices on the cars of suspected drug dealers so they could rob their homes and sell any guns or drugs they found. <laughs> How so, is yeah, this different would, than a street gang? Like- this is the, I mean, if you, if you flinch when a cop tries to hit you with the car, you must be guilty of something. Right. So yeah, this, this idea that they just pull you over for anything they want, they don't have to tell you, Right. And then they just run up and grab you. And if you react, they beat you to death. Yeah. Like, I would fair. If, if a cop just, you know, a cop pulls me over and walks up and rolls the window down and says, hey, you know why I pulled you over? Like, I'm not going to fucking fear for my life. If a cop just runs up and opens the door and grabs me, like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to think yeah, they're or, trying or to kill speeds me. Speeds up to you and slams on the brakes right in front of you. You're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, you're, you're going to assume that, that they're out of their fucking mind. So, like, yeah, that's so just. So the a uh, few years ago, Memphis, where this happened, where um, Tyree Johnson was murdered, uh, was lynched by the police. Uh, they hired a Tyree Nichols. Yeah. Tyree Nichols. What did I say? Johnson, I think. Whoops, um, I've got too many things in front of me. I'm looking at. I'm reading. Um, so they they hired a black woman to be the police chief, and we all know that if you do, you know, hire more women prison guards, then you've solved the injustice of the right. carceral system. Um, her name is, uh, Sarilyn CJ Davis. And I didn't know much about her, but somebody said, didn't she used to, you know, wasn't she part of one of that red dog unit in Atlanta? And so I looked into that and I couldn't find anything about that, but she was the deputy, um, chief of police for Atlanta, which I guess is, you know, one slot below the chief of police. Right. And she got fired. She got fired from that position. And I thought that was interesting that she would get fired from deputy police chief. And then Memphis hires her as their full on chief of police. That seems a little strange, right? Yeah. So I looked into why she got fired. Um, You're going to love this. Sarah C.J. Davis became the first female police chief in Memphis's history in 2021 and is currently in the international spotlight after five cops brutally beat uh, Tyree Nichols. She was fired from the Atlanta Police Department in 2008 for alleged involvement in a sex crimes investigation into the husband of an Atlanta police sergeant, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Two detectives accused Davis of telling them not to investigate Terrell Marion Crane, who was married to Sergeant Tanya Crane, after the police department obtained obtained photos of him with underage girls. (laughs) A federal grand jury later indicted Terrell Crane on one child pornography charge. He pleaded guilty to one count of child pornography in 2009, the newspaper reported. The incident was, I'm sorry, the indictment was issued after 
Atlanta police took no action in the case, and a subsequent investigation by the city pointed to Davis as the reason. Davis was demoted from a major to lieutenant before being fired from the force that she had joined in 2008. So she engaged in a cover-up of child pornography to protect one of her fellow cops. And this is the person Memphis hires to fix their, their cop problem. Seems less than ideal. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should, like, I know that, you know, she didn't get charged for a crime. So technically any police department in the world could hire her if they want to. But like you hire someone as a chief of police and you think that no one's going to find that out. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, that's <laughs> like, <what>? right. <laughs> and the hilarious part, I, there was a video I watched where they introduced her. Uh, the mayor like introduces her during this little like very awkward 10 minute PR video to talk about, you know, like why she's so qualified for the job. And they have a literal painting of Martin Luther King hanging on the wall directly behind her in the shot. <laughs> and she immediately starts by talking about her commitment to civil rights. Yeah. Well, what would make you think that that was insincere? I don't, I don't understand. It just immediately you're like, what are they the trying to hide is. here? What, what's the big thing they're trying to cover up here that they need to have a PR video mm-hmm. for her? And they're trying to, you know, invoke Martin Luther King in the background and like, like something, something was amiss. So it was shortly after that, that I found this whole thing about her fucking car, trying to cover up kitty porn. Oh yeah. I'm sure she's going to handle everything involved in this situation. <laughs> Uh, amazingly like she's been doing so far but you know again it's just uh, i don't know i i I just you know this shit just keeps happening and nothing's being done about it nothing is going to get done about it nothing's going to fucking change i don't know and there was a who's the guy the guy that wrote the um guy that wrote a book <laughs> something it's something about the militarization of police was on democracy now yesterday and said yeah i mean it doesn't matter what any city does to change this if you get a progressive uh police chief the police union will have everyone haze that chief mercilessly unmercilessly until they quit you know right. they had they had one guy that they you know he um there was a cop who was going to testify in court uh against some other officers and they went and arrested him and got him locked up in a mental institute. Like they just got a judge to, to basically write the order that he was going to be institutionalized before he could testify. So they, they all just went to his house and arrested him for, I don't even know what, but yeah, no, it's fucking scary because these are, these are gangs that have guns and they will all protect each other. Unlimited power. I mean, basically unlimited power. And anyone who stands up to them, they're going to, you know, make them wish they were dead. Yeah. Oh God! Uh, well, speaking of people that wish they were dead right about now, we should probably give an update on what's going on in uh, in, in the George Santos uh, <laughs> universe. Because yeah, he's he's being uh, physically assaulted by the press now. Apparently, <laughs> um. yeah. So he, I, I, I'm not even following this fully, but I just saw earlier today that he. It seems like he was stripped of his committee assignments. Although I did see him framing it as he's stepping back from his committee assignments, which. Yeah, seems Total seems normal bullshit. when you haven't Total actually <laughs> taken part in any of those committees yet, and you've just been appointed they, to those. They reported on this that he he announced he's stepping down from those committees voluntarily after a closed door meeting with McCarthy. So, uh, do you think that they maybe have talked about that? Yeah. Who's to say? Who's to? But you know, he's saying that he's only doing it because he chose to himself. Which kind of makes you wonder what else is coming out because you know every he he's managed to weather the storm of 
everything so far that's come out about him and you know it, it's just i don't know uh i, I don't think I mean, it was what, what would they you know what would make them distance him from them when they have such a slim majority if they didn't know that there was you know, like criminal charges coming out that well that and that's the thing it's like the, everything that's come out so far for the most part has just been embarrassing but like you know there there's for sure a lot of criminal con men Ask you know like stories about him already and sort of pyramid scheme stuff so i wouldn't be shocked if something major is coming out you know in in regards to that uh and like that's what the the thought was like let's just get this fucking guy out of here you know and and we'll we'll just let him you know it it, it yeah I, I i have to imagine that's the case because i <laughs> I, this is just such a weird I, story. I, I just if, don't even. If he resigns, that seat's going to flip. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Well, it, I mean, it's Long Island. I guess it's not crazy they got it in the first place. It's fucking Cop Island, as, as Jules calls it. But, it, you know, it, it's just. But him specifically, I just can't imagine how he appealed to, like, Long Island Republicans because he's just not, you know, he, nothing about him is like a stereotypical New York Republican. New York Republicans are typically like Andrew Cuomo, like just big fucking lunk meathead morons that don't know shit, but think that they know everything and that their shit doesn't stink. And that's very much like the vibe that almost every New York politician, especially the Republicans usually give off. And he's just like this sort of like a feet, you know, squeamish sort of like just kind of flighty guy. And I, it's crazy to me that he got elected in the first place. You have to wonder what kind of a fucking walking corpse he was running again uh, against in the Democratic Party that he won that seat. But uh, not long for this world, for sure. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like you know, the, the, the clip we played at the very start of the, the episode. It, like he literally is just walking along, and someone gently bumps into him, and he pretends as though they assaulted him. <laughs> Like if that's not histrionic, I don't know what is. Yeah, no, he's 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 definitely a little dramatic. Um, speaking of which, one of just and again, nothing to do with his politics. It's just fucking hilarious. One of the things that leaked out today is that somebody found his uh Smool account from from like the early 2010s. I don't know if people oh, remember a this. What account? So there was this app uh that was popular for like 10 minutes in, in like the early 2010s where like you'd record yourself doing karaoke to songs and like you'd, people would post like snippets of it. Smule, S-M-U-L-E. So like TikTok. Sort of like TikTok. It was, it was very much a precursor <laughs> to the type of people who would post wait, stupid what, TikToks. What was the, what, what's the name of it? Smule. What a terrible name for it. I know. App. Awful. It sounds like <laughs> fucking venereal disease. Smule. It sounds like rotten porridge. <laughs> Have so, some smool. I do. I do just want to uh, just grace everyone with the with the dulcet tones of uh, of, of uh, George Santos, uh, aka Anthony Devolver, aka George Devolver, uh, singing "Let It Go" from Frozen. So <laughs> I had to hear it. So now you all have to hear it. Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Turn away and slam the door. I don't care what they're going to say. Let the storm rage on. Cold never bothered me anyway. 
Yeah, so Jesus. it's it's the fucking it's it's the backup chemist from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Remember that shit? Oh man, fucking uh, the fucking yeah. Was this karaoke name? video? Gail or something? What the fuck was his name? Yeah, yeah. It was that. Let's say it was Gail. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, brutal. Just brutal shit. Remember when we thought we were like, oh, he's probably not even really gay. He had a wife. I, no, I, I'm actually I'm I'm pretty convinced he was gay at this point. But that uh, now I'm convinced that's the one thing he didn't lie about. Uh everything else he lied about, you know, just you know, but that he, he's still he's still lying about being a drag queen though. He's just oh, like, he won't admit me. it. Well, no, no, he 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 did kind of admit it. He's like, oh, I, I, I was a drag queen. We just had fun at a, a festival or something. Like he like he like came up with some sort of way to be like, oh, it was like a one time. I was like, all right, bro. What, is he fucking he's... Rudy Giuliani? Exactly. There's there's any you know. You remember again, it, would not, remember it's, when it's Toronto not... Mayor uh, Rob Ford? Oh, Jesus um, Christ! You remember when he Smoke got crack? caught on video smoking crack? <laughs> yes. And his excuse was that he had a twin brother, <laughs> Which a is twin brother that no a... one had ever heard of before. Because his and... brother does look like his other brother looks like him. So they're saying he had a third twin brother. Like, yes, he was saying he had a third twin <laughs> brother that smoked crack that no one had ever heard of before. And he never spoken of before, and no one else in his family was aware of uh, that had been caught on camera smoking crack, and that was actually him. Man. Just, just I mean, imagine that's just, <laughs> yeah, that guy. Wow. I just, the, I just remember. The, what, what makes people think that they can tell lies like that? I just remember that video of him running around Canadian parliament and like accidentally running into some woman and like just fucking football tackling her and like almost sending her through a wall, like not on purpose, but he's just, I forget what he's even oh, running. He, about. Was, he was like Chris Farley, huge. He, he like, was Chris. Just, he was Chris Farley, the politician, just Without any of the charm, like just just complete fucking bumbling. It was like, hey, you got a, a you know, you flunked out of college, but now you have to run father's company. Okay, I, <laughs> I was mayor of Toronto. What can't right. I do? Oh man, I love that movie. Tommy Boy, great fucking movie. Uh, but you know, and, and I have a new appreciation for that because when you work in manufacturing and you meet people that only have jobs because of you know who they're related to, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. But yeah, no, yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a good good flick. Um. Yeah, so let's let's get into some uh, other stuff we wanted to touch on this week. Uh, obviously. Yeah, um, so I just I have a couple short little things, but yeah. just scanning the news, this one always cracks me up. How people say, "Well, you know, uh, generals aren't the ones that push for war. They they don't they know that war is you know the true cost of war. They would never be you know eager to to go fight in a war." And then you read the things that generals actually say, and they are the right. most bloodthirsty. Like, I'm sure there's f- some smart ones that are like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Uh, there, we talked about that um, that nuclear aircraft carrier captain who, like, wouldn't deploy the ship because half his crew had COVID. Remember right. That? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. that guy yeah, and he awesome. gave up. He like fucking quit. Be he quit from being the captain. Like threw away <laughs> right. a, a huge career. He had you know to be a nuclear sub captain, you have to go back to to college, uh, to university, and take another four years of nuclear physics just wow. to be promoted to the rank of a new of a of a nuclear ship captain. Right, and he had only just done that recently. Right, and he was like, you know, we're not at war. We have a, a, you know, the the war is this virus that's going to kill my whole ship. I, I refuse to fucking leave port while all these guys are sick. And 
you know, and then the guy, the fucking admiral that came out and fucking shit talked him, like he had to get, had to resign too. Right. So I know there's like some people that are not fucking raving lunatics. We, we, and that's an this any prevent. Like there's always a good person in every horrible, you know, there's, there are actually a few good cops. They just usually get beaten and or, you know, sentimental. Yeah. They'll, they'll get, they'll get hazed into, you know, retiring with PTSD. Right. So this was, this is, I love how authoritative this guy is when in predicting stuff. Like I, I guarantee this guy is a massive, massive Christian um, and not the, you know, not, not the socialist Jesus Christian either. <laughs> U S general predicts country will be at war with China in 2025, meaning this country. A U.S. general said in a moment on Friday that he believes the country will be at war with China by 2025, according to several outlets that obtained a copy of the communication. Uh, I don't have his full name here, strangely. His last name is Minihan, um, and he's white, so I, I looked that up. I don't know what, what kind of ethnicity Minihan was, but he's white. Minihan told AMC personnel, I don't know what AMC is, probably not the TV network. No, probably not. Some military acronym. Told AMC personnel, I think it's the, uh, the some combination of the Navy and the Air Force, some kind of thing, told mm-hmm. personnel to accept some increased risk in training as they prepare for the, quote, China fight, end quote, and sometime in February to, quote, fire a clip into a seven meter target with the full understanding that unrepentant lethality matters most. Aim for the head. I don't know what a seven meter target means. Is that like the distance between you and the target? I maybe it's like the 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 size of the target. Like seven seven meters is twenty one feet, though. That's I don't know a target that I was like. Are they, are they shooting an aircraft? Well, that's, that's a, like another air- aircraft. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that. Maybe like just a small. Fight. I, just, I mean, how long is like a you know just a fighter jet? It's got to be like twenty feet. Oh no, that's that's much Longer much that. much bigger. No, we're talking like sixty. 70 feet well i don't mean wingspan i mean like <clears throat> nose to tail even that yeah. thing is longer yeah they're they're fucking huge um they're like like the size of a bus basically but just the, his words <laughs> aim at your target with the full understanding that unrepentant lethality matters most you don't use a word like unrepentant unless you're a fucking bible thumper okay he also urged personnel in his command to get their personal affairs in order to, quote, ensure they are legally ready and prepared in March. <laughs> um, like, what? Like, is, is he going to fucking like it sounds like he's going to command a bunch of people to go start the war himself. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, can we, can we get this guy fucking out of there? Like, Jesus Christ, this guy seems like uh, a psychopath. Was he instructed by, you know, his chain of command to say these things to people to start preparing for a war that like what so yeah i mean clearly doesn't care about anyone's life underneath him if he's making you know promises like this no um so here's where he gets rebuffed though however a defense department spokesperson told nbc that many hands comments quote are not representative of the department's view on china end quote (laughs) the u.s has long walked a fine line with its ambiguous one china policy which acknowledges China's claims to sovereignty over Taiwan without accepting them and opposes any unilateral changes to that status quo. Well, and that, and this, and which is crazy because we acknowledge it, yet we're constantly doing things to support Taiwan and, and making them think that they're their own, you know, country. And that's like the, and that's what you hear of like, oh, well, we need to, do, you know, that that's the drumbeat is like, we need to do something about Taiwan. Like we need to do something 
about this fucking area that's part of another country that like it like it, it's just that's that's what i think conservatives and ultimately some of the more right-wing democrats want is for us to do something quote unquote about taiwan and again it's like what are you going to do? Are you, are you going to send well, I, fucking... I think what they're saying with that is that, you know, we're not going to make any first move on this because, I mean, it, we'd be insane to, but that's like just their, their policy is like, we're not going to do anything, but, but like, we'll constantly talk about what a threat China is to Taiwan. That's what they're going to do. But, well, and, but they'll say things like, if if China invades Taiwan, like, what what are you fucking saying? Like, what are you, what are you saying? That makes no sense. Like, you can't invade... Your fucking self. You can't invade your own country. Like that's Canada's not- gonna invade Quebec. It's just that's what's gonna happen eventually. Well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the French Canadians up there are not not thrilled with the rest of the country. So I wouldn't be shocked if there was a uh, a, right. a Quebecois and, versus the rest and, of Canada. And the majority war. of Taiwanese don't. No, I know. I'm sure they're they're like you know right. But exactly. not wanting to be part of a country doesn't mean you already aren't part of that country. I, I don't want to be part of the United States every day, and I'm still here. Like what the fuck, you know? Seriously, <laughs> doesn't doesn't do me but any i just good, I, I love that like this guy went totally off script and had to be corrected by a, a department of, of by a dod spokesperson it's like when the pope comes out and says something really great and then the vatican comes out with their own separate statement trying to like counteract it and like, right. block it back right all know? the fucking cardinals are like oh we can't get a little come on we can't let him say that we gotta you know good fucking and they, they, and they can't they can't fucking dispute him because it's the word of god no they um, just clarify they'll just, right they'll just put out their own statement that contradicts what he says <laughs> right and <laughs> they act as if they're explaining what he said and saying the same thing even though they're you know contradicting it because what do they call it when a fucking... when the pope just like writes like a fucking hundred thousand word long missive? essay what is it called i think it's called a missive something like that some word that doesn't make any sense but yeah he wrote like a hundred thousand word long thing about climate change and just put it out there for the world to read and it was like detailed in like urban planning and transportation it wasn't just like hey we need to find the good within ourselves and god to do the but no it was like the like a fucking detailed urban planning document that the fucking pope wrote <laughs> The right. highest Christian. Yeah. And it's a hundred thousand words long. Like this is what you get when you elect a Jesuit. I'm sorry. When you let God choose a Jesuit. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, because he was chosen by God. And then, you know, magical white smoke goes up the chimney. And then, you know, right. yeah. Now so um, you, you got to watch that. Um, not the young Pope with Jude Law. I, I watched the uh, the what the the second se- uh, series or whatever. No, 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 no. It's called the Two Popes, and it's the guy who played the religious fanatic from Game of Thrones, and Anthony Hopkins playing uh, our our Francis last Pope. And, and yeah, Nazi but they, guy. exactly, exactly. And how one is like very, very right wing, and the other one's like very, very left wing, and they just have like conversations about you know different things at this moment where one's about to replace the other. And I don't even know what their names are in the film. They, it might just be the regular names in, in real life, or they right. maybe just had like fictional names, but had guys that look exactly like But obviously their... we know who it is, right? Exactly. Exactly. But they show like the whole, they, they film, I mean, it's, it's being acted out, but they show the whole fucking process of how the Cardinals actually hmm. do the vote. Yeah. And it's fucking bizarre as hell. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's clearly, it's like a real film version of what they really do. It's I'm, like the, thir- it's like a 13th film, century but... tradition. I'm sure of like the way they fucking, you know, all the stupid shit that they do. And then they lock them in a room and they burn fucking, 
it's a thing it, and <laughs> yeah, you got to watch it for that scene alone, but it's yeah, actually really good. I mean, j- just showing how uh, you know, they had like nothing in common. They were just basically like I'm going to do everything that you were always afraid to and it should have right. been done hundreds of years ago and that's why we're, you know, stuck in the past. Um, right. But they do bond over soccer, over football, so that's well, good. It's, it's a great equalizer <laughs> in Europe, but no, and that's int- I know I've always been fascinated by like the sort of like historical like just the history of the Vatican and shit like that. Cause it's just crazy. It's a fucking, it's just a sovereign nation operating within another country. And it's just this fucking like giant, you know, uh, little Island city of, of fucking pedophiles where they get to just, you know, operate with complete immunity. It, it's kind of a crazy uh, thing. when you think about it outside of the context of what we all know about Catholicism and kind of how it's ingrained in our culture and yeah. everything. Well, they don't do that anymore, do they? That's that's all that's all in the past, right? Yeah, no, no, not at all. Not at all. That's yeah. That's no. not at all why the the pope resigned in a completely unprecedented since like the fucking, you know, 1600s move. Uh that's that's totally not I why. I thought he, he was just tired of, you know, having to not be a Nazi as much as he wanted to. I think yeah, I th- I, I I don't know. It, it, nothing I don't think anything firm ever came out, but I that was, you know, every every pope has had like major uh you know, pedophile cover up, you know, scandals like attached to them in modern times. So it's, you know, I think his was worse though, like in terms of the way he covered it up from what I remember. But, you know, again, who knows? I I remember the big thing being, you know, in Boston in the nineties and they made a movie about that, about the new, uh, the Boston Herald. Right. Right. uh, Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking, uh, the, the something (laughs) Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Spotlight, 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 spotlight. That's what it was. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking of the uh, the post, but now it's uh, other Oscar Beatty fucking overacted movie. Um, no, spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I remember that being good, but I was also just kind of like, ew. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was awesome. it was good. It was good Oscar bait, but it was it was good for sure. It was well made, but you know, it's just hard to think about something like that for two hours straight. And no, it's not. Still a- feel like an, you're being entertained. <laughs> In a it's, film, it's not an enjoyable topic f- at all for a film. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the fucking, uh, you know, we, we should talk real quick before we get out of here about the, uh, the, just an update on cop city and, and the situation out there. Oh yeah. What's well, somebody had a tweet here. Defenders. Yeah. I don't have a real big update other than the, the city's mayor just said they're moving forward with it. Despite Shocker. killing, despite killing this guy and the County CEO Democrat, I'm assuming. I don't know, but like, why, why would there, why would a county have a CEO? That's not a word that should be no, in the mayor. I meant is, Demo- is a Democrat. I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, just like the, So it was the mayor and the county CEO put a, out a joint statement saying they're moving forward with Cop City. But why? Why would CEO ever be a position within public governance? There's no standard. For, it's very weird. Like there are counties that have like mayors like like of of an entire county like i don't understand who even takes jurisdiction there like precedence if like the mayor of you know whatever county says something but the mayor of the city within that county is like no i don't want to do like what the fuck does that even it's just they just have to go to war they go to (laughs) war it's it's like oklahoma in the 1850s where different towns would be at war with each other over slavery yeah. Um, yeah. So the the update that I had was just a tweet uh, from somebody, I guess a reporter, maybe somebody, citizen, something. 
Uh, anyway, name is Aileen Brown. Um, her tweet was, I reviewed 20 arrest warrants for 19 cop city activists charged with domestic terrorism. Because that that's the thing is like, well, if we scare them enough, they'll stop sitting up in the trees. Right. So of the of the um, tr- of, of the 20 arrest warrants for domestic terrorism, zero are accused of injuring anyone and nine are based solely on misdemeanor trespassing. Of, 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 I was gonna say of a public space that they're gonna try and make into a private yeah. fucking domestic terrorism is treat. where you don't climb down from your from your tree sit, uh, and they have to you know listen. Park closes at dusk. One minute after <laughs> dusk, you're fucking you're, you're, you're terrorizing the owls. You're terrorizing <laughs> the owls. Yeah. Oh god. So that's oh, all I had on that, and and of course you know all those charges will probably drop, uh, get dropped eventually, or get dropped down to misdemeanor trespass after they ruin their (laughs) lives and torture them and yeah drag them through expensive legal battles but you know the usual fucking horseshit yeah so oh one other thing covid um biden is announcing that we're ending the official national emergency over covid coming in may yeah like how how does he know how does he know what the numbers are going to be like in may no, and they're they're you know again nobody gives a fuck anymore. But they're just as bad as they've been, they were in the last couple of years. It's just it he's he's already you know he already has taken his foot off the gas of doing literally anything to support anybody. They're not even shipping free tests anymore. Like you know, like just basic standard shit that every other fucking world government did and still does. Um, and you know just just a reminder, he uh, recently I think a couple months ago re upped the. Uh, emergency uh, powers from the uh, from 9 11. He he resigned that because that's still an ongoing yep. uh, emergency. But apparently, COVID. 23 years. We just last September renewed for another year the national state of emergency in, in regard to 9 11 because uh, we haven't fought enough wars or, you know, caught every last person involved in that little kerfuffle. Um, so. 23rd going on 24th year of that state of emergency but covid a pandemic that killed as many people that died in 9-11 every single day for the last two three years that is no longer an emergency nope yeah no not not even not even gonna do anything about it just just piece oh, then, of shit through and through just yeah, wouldn't happen if fucking bernie was president this this is this is a headline here um, it, just, just to remind you what country you live in, you don't live in China, you don't live in North Korea, you don't live in Iran or Saudi Arabia, you live in the United States of America, where some think tank came up with a solution to our healthcare problems. Oh, good. Massachusetts prisoners could choose between freedom and their organs. A new bill would allow prisoners to get time off their sentence if they donate their organs or, or bone marrow. That's not at all horrifying. That's not at all just a dystopian nightmare. Uh, that, that's that's like some fucking cyberpunk shit. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's literally been the be, been the plot of a bunch of like unrealistic sci-fi dystopian movies. Is like, well, you know, they they harvest the the organs of the poor people, and that's that's how you know that's how the fucking yeah, that's 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 unbelievable. This, this is why um, Black Mirror is off the air. This is why Black Mirror ended because of shit like this. Yeah, no, they're, they're like, well, we, we, yeah, we can't top this shit. Like, what, we're, we're just going to be like really tame and fucking, you know, like doing doing shit that that's already happening in somewhere in the world right now, you know, somewhere in America right now. Um, yeah, it, it's just, yeah, it's fucking insane. 
I think that's why Black Mirror was just so and, miserable to watch towards the end. It was just like, this is yeah. too fucking real. I, I go to watch things to escape from this, not to be reminded of my like future in the next 10 to 15 years or, you know, even less. In some cases. The single best Black Mirror episode was the black and white one about the robot dog. Yeah, that was that, a good one. That was, that, really was one. that one fucked me up. I was just like, you know, because it's it takes a lot to make me afraid of something yeah. like to really be like it. You know, it's coming. It's coming for you. It's coming for you. And that one was just like it's a little tiny robot dog and it can kill you and you can't stop it. Like it was just it was like Terminator, but on a more existential level, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it was just very realistic, you know, considering what we're because it looks just like the, the ones they're building exactly. Um, but uh, no, I, to me, I my favorite episode, well, not my favorite, but to me, the one of the best episodes was always the John Ham, the Christmas one, the White Christmas one. Oh, but that's also yeah. really hard to fucking watch. Like that's also one of the most like just viscerally like just a you know it, it just the ones where you just need like a fucking shower afterwards, where you're just like, oh god, it's fucking. Isn't, what, what was it? It was like he they could make him invisible it, like he would like look like static world. to the entire like yes basically which, which was a thing they only gave to like sex crime you know right uh, sex criminals but he hadn't actually done that he did something else unethical but it wasn't you know it wasn't of that nature and that right. was how they were going to punish him to make everyone else in the world think he was right right it was just really f- oh god just so much shit on that show just sticks with you <laughs> it's just fucking harrowing Seriously. um and which is the, why the one where they have the uh like the the military is all like you know out hunting fucking mutated monsters and shit oh yeah 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 and then it turns out like they're actually just like ho- making the soldiers hallucinate so they'll go out and kill homeless people yeah no that was a fucking oh my god man i blocked so many of these plots out of my head i'm just like oh god and you know that someone like elon musk watches that and goes that's a great that's a good idea idea. let's get r&d on that (laughs) that's the boys down the lab working working on on a fucking neural implant like this is he's working on creating a fucking black mirror episode like in real life his, his neural implant that's killed dozens of chimpanzees right not that he gives a shit so many that it's actually like drawn the ire of like people who care about like to, to the point where it's like even like the fucking lax ass you know laws about these sorts of testing uh environments in the u.s they were like yeah you gotta fucking stop you're killing way well, too these many. fucking the, the labs that test shit on animals are like their own companies unto themselves right right and and even when there's like well there's nothing we don't have any new tests to perform on these animals we got to keep them here and keep owning them and keep them locked up for the you know waiting for the next contract to test something on them it's it's just fucking barbaric it's purely yeah. done for profit it doesn't tell us anything about how something will you know interact with a human because most animals have very different physiology right different, different gestalt um yeah and, and if, if if you know if you if you read that headline a headline that said you know uh, china prisoners could go could choose between freedom and their organs it would be the front page of fucking Washington Post, New York oh Times, every single fucking day. It, you would never hear the fucking end of it. Oh, they're harvesting the or the communists. They're harvesting their organs. That's that's the way that you be. It, it's please but remember. I, I, remember, Rocky told the communists that they can change. Yeah. Well, if he can change, though, they can change. To be fair, he he did how offer come, to change first. How come America? He didn't tell America to change to become communist. All the other times he want to fight. Well, because you know they, they 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 we don't keep our people behind a wall with machine guns, according to him. Uh, the thing I hate the most about that is how he tries to kind of like because because clearly Sylvester Stallone was going along with this story that was you know 
I'm sure that he wasn't the one who was trying to inject all this hyper patriotism into it. That was coming from a studio or sure, right. it was the, you know, it was the CIA, whatever thing but, of the but time, it's, but it's completely written is like he, like he's completely not focused on the hyper patriotism of any of it. Right. He's just avenging his, fr- his friend who he, he fucking hated you right. know, two movies ago, but, but the no, entire, right, yeah. all, all the fucking zeitgeist around him is so, you know, just rah, rah, America that he's, he's almost like kicking a cop out. You know, even if there was like one scene right. where he's like, you know, I'm not all for all this, you know, flag waving stuff. I'm just here to, you know, my friend. Then I could be like, okay, you know, whatever, Rocky. But well, it, it just, I, well, it's funny in that in that not opening scene, but the early scene where Apollo fights Drago and he just comes out with the insane fucking James Brown twenty minute fucking oh. musical interlude, just amazing. And Dolph Lundgren's just kind of looking around like, are you like fucking shitting me? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> there's one shot there's one shot with Dolph Logan is like looking up at the ceiling like all the fucking shit going on right. just with like disbelief and it's like the one the one moment where you identify with him oh yeah that was so funny it's like this fucking guy for real like I love that scene that's so fucking funny it is it is that, well, that's that's the thing I think I always loved about that movie is I never really took it as a serious commentary I just assumed it was just a hyper fucking, uh, you know, maximalist comedy that just happens to have, you know, some good, f- well-filmed boxing fights in it. You know, it, it's just, yeah. it's preposterous. Everything about that movie is preposterous, but um, yeah. <laughs> so I have one last story I wanted to get out here and this yeah. just came across my desk um, just this afternoon. <laughs> Breaking news coming across the, <laughs> the desk of the newsroom. This is, this is fucking hilarious. Headline, Michigan couple lost grandma's car after riding at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, (laughs) FBI says. Oh, no. Lost grandma's car. All right. So a Michigan couple charged with participating in the January 6th, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol was forced to take a bus home from Washington, (laughs) D.C. because they lost a car owned by one of their grandmothers. I just I love the, the like just. The fact that like right wingers had to take public transportation. <laughs> They're so just uh, complete beneath them, like just the th- most miserable thing they can possibly imagine. My daddy didn't die, die in Vietnam so that I had to take the bus. Yeah. <laughs> so Isaac Thomas 20 of Flint is accused of striking multiple officers with the pole of a blue Trump flag as he <laughs> as he and Christina Legros 22 of Beaverton stormed the Capitol with a mob. <laughs> Video shows Thomas throwing a Gatorade bottle at a police officer and encouraging the crowd to attack other officers. Back to blue. Get, yeah. Get him, guys. Get him, he says in a video. Thomas was charged with several felonies, including assaulting officers with a deadly or dangerous weapon. Ligorus was charged with several misdemeanors. So this they, they quote from like one of it because all these guys are, you know, have to fucking you know, live stream their fucking rage. Their, when their they crimes, yeah. Right. <laughs> so this is, this is him from his, his, uh, as he's live streaming quote, we managed to break our way in, pushed past all these phony soldiers. Some worked with us. Some sprayed us or shot us with rubber bullets. He said, according to federal documents, but let me tell you, we got through and we are demanding an answer for the United States of America. For the flag. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, you, the flag's got some questions we need answered. <laughs> and it's just so funny because you know these guys get fucking furious when they hear defund the police and they have fucking Flynn Blue Line bumper stickers. Yet they're literally just beating cops to death with fucking giant Trump flagpoles. It's like there's just such a cognitive 
Which I don't have a problem with. Yeah. No, right. It's just just (laughs) hilarious because, like, these would be the same guys who would shit their fucking pants if he said, you know, hey, maybe we should defund the police and put that money into social services. Um, Listen, listen, there's two things I like respecting the law and outlaw country. Oh, man. So they continue here with his quotes. We are sitting in the Speaker of the House's office because the United States of America thinks we were playing, he said. When we came up with $4 million at the doorstep and came in at Nancy Pelosi's cut and then said, fuck this, we ain't cut. Do not let them... T- There's like edits in it because he's, he's like, he's so worked up, he's like <laughs> Dropping himself. the phone. And like- <laughs> right. Do not let them take our country. Mike Pence failed us today. Y'all better take your country back. Take your freedom back for the sake of your families and your children. I'm sure he's like shouting this to other people <laughs> as he's narrating into his phone. He's like, you know, he's so excited. He's like jumping back and forth from narrating to, you know, giving people instructions. And right. So he's just, he's just, you know, frothing at the mouth basically. <laughs> so the article concludes here. After the couple left the Capitol, they couldn't figure out where they had parked Legros's grandma's Chevrolet Equinox. Four days later, they returned to Michigan on a Greyhound bus. <laughs> <laughs> they they, they were looking find for it. the car for four days. Where the fuck days. did you have left it that you could not find it for four days? That, probably in a parking garage. Right. And but they like, probably had a stub that, you know, said where it was, and they just fucking lost it because they were in the middle of a riot. <laughs> right. And they don't know how to, you know, to navigate around a real city because they're from fucking Flint, which is like all of three blocks long. Right. Very small. I think that the entire city of Flint could fit inside their mall, which is like closed down now. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, poor Flint. <clears throat> but I love that he says he shows up with <laughs> he when we came up with four million at the doorstep. So he thought he was in a crowd of four million people. <laughs> like that's that's how. Like I've been to concerts, and I can tell you. You know what? Oh, there's 20,000 people here, you know, (laughs) know, 20,000 people I've seen, you know, I've been in a march that was uh, over 25,000 people and it stretched for almost a mile. You know, so like too many people. I don't want to be around that many people at at any given time. No, but you can tell the difference between (laughs) a crowd of five thousand people and a crowd of twenty five thousand people. And there was there was about maybe three thousand tops there. (laughs) Right. You could see the end of it on the fucking National Mall. Like it's not. You've seen the the helicopter shots of Woodstock when it was three hundred thousand, and it 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 looks like a sea of people that goes on. Unfathomable amount of people. Like you cannot just fathom. You you can't see the end of that crowd. Four million people is the is the entire population of Los Angeles, you fucking idiot. <laughs> right. <laughs> fucking moron. Well, look, if they're, every they're single person in Chicago went to the Capitol, there would, it would just be like, if you took this one city and put it on top of the other, these guys are not Mensa candidates that are showing up to the Capitol. Like, let's clearly right. not a math surgeon. <laughs> no, not fucker. a math surgeon at all. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> just wander. Imagine the conversations between him and his girlfriend wandering the streets of DC, <laughs> terrified of, you know, the, Big Brother watching them and, you know, we checked this parking garage three times. Right. No, we didn't. That was the other one up the block. Like just yelling at each other. Four days of of arguing and screaming over where the fuck the car is. (laughs) I just I I had to share that. Yeah, no, that's fucking great. Oh, man. I can't believe it. Awful. Um, All right. Well, (laughs) on that note, uh, I think that does it for us today. But uh, if you want to support the podcast, rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. 
uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots patreon.com slash move left I am on twitter at move underscore left uh, and I'm on twitter at bike slutty yeah see you next week Did all life Something